What's going on, everybody? My name is Michael Ponerero, aka Sonic's number one fan, and this is the Bros and Consoles podcast. Now, this week will also be another solo episode. Nathan did last week. I'm doing this week. But hopefully next week, we'll both be back together to do a normal one. But this week, I want to do a little something a little different. I kind of want to do a small retrospective. Now, what I mean by that, I want, I want to talk about a game that means a lot to me. Like, like one of my favorite games of all time. And that's Hollow Knight. I'm not going to do a deep dive into every little detail about why I like it, because I could be here for hours. But I want to specifically talk about something about Hollow Knight that means a lot to me. And it'll kind of be like a tie-in to a retrospective on everything, basically. So it's, it's almost like a review, kind of. So it'll be, it'll be a little interesting. But I kind of I kind of want to continue doing things like this because it's to me it's cool to write things out and then get my thoughts on paper and then be able to share it with the world I guess so I guess I'll just jump right into it so normally there'll be times in my video game exploits where I don't necessarily you know have the drive to play a specific game whether that's because there's not a new game that I'm interested in that has come out recently, or whether that's because the games in my backlog that I have don't really pique my interest at the time. So at that point, I'll normally just pick a random game and hope that it grabs my attention and I stick with it and beat it. One specific time that actually happened, I ended up discovering one of my favorite games of all time. And that would be Hollow Knight. This happened a couple years ago on my Switch. Didn't have really anything I wanted to play. I'm like, oh, I remember about this game. I bought it a couple months ago. Never tried it. Might as well try it now. And good thing I did because, man, it shot up my rankings of favorite games of all time. And it took the number one spot easily. After probably even 20 hours within the game, I knew this game was special. Now I can go on for hours and hours and hours about why Hollow Knight is my favorite game. From whether it's the fantastic music, to its simple but engaging gameplay, to probably even its amazingly hand-drawn art style, which is one of my favorites but out of all those things there's one specific element that i want to focus on and that i believe is hollow knight's strongest point and that's its atmosphere the reason i think its atmosphere is hollow knight's best feature and strongest tool and why it had such an impact on me now and even through multiple playthroughs i've done and probably into the future is that it's so perfectly woven in between the layers of its artwork, music, narrative, and even its gameplay. Even within the first minutes of the game, you're thrusted into this desolate, almost forgotten world of Hollow Nest that on the surface probably looks like you're just your typical post-apocalyptic setting. 
There's a few people. There's buildings here and there. But it's empty. It's dark. And it's ominous. But the more you explore, and the more you discover the areas below Dirtmouth, which is your hub starting area, you discover that the atmosphere becomes fleshed out. And it almost becomes the narrator in telling you the story of Hollow Knight and Hollow Nest. What happened before and what's happening now. I want to give three examples, three locations of how the atmosphere proves this and how it shows it off. First example, the City of Tears. Now, the City of Tears is basically the central point of Hollow Nest. It acts as your main area that connects all the other locations. It's not your hub area, but it is probably the most important area in the game. Because it goes everywhere. Now, once you enter the City of Tears, you begin to notice the music changes. It's still very soft, as in most of the game, but an upbeat piano melody begins to play. And you're like, oh, this is a change. Wonder what this area will be. The further you go in, you start to hear a woman's voice singing. It's very opera-esque, very almost soothing sounding. You go, interesting. And then even further you go in, you discover that it's pouring rain. You hear the sounds hitting the roof, the ceiling, everything. You're like, wow, this, this is becoming very atmospheric. Then you notice dimly lit lampposts everywhere. Roads, buildings, skyscraper ones, kind of. And then you just, you, you begin to understand that this used to be a thriving city with bugs. Hence, because the world's filled with bugs and other creatures moving in and out. But now it's abandoned. And only thing that's left is the ominous sounds of the rain, the soft singing of the woman, and a few creatures here and there. This atmosphere of the City of Tears tells you everything you need to know. What happened? What is happening? It's almost as if the city itself is crying, and the woman's voice that echoes through is the past. Crying out. Explaining itself to you. And you also begin to understand why this place is so important. That atmosphere tells you straight up. Now, the second place I want to talk about is probably my favorite place or location, and that's Green Path. And probably by the name you picked up that the reason it's called Green Path is because it's filled with greenery and other plant-like beings. Now, this is almost a 180 from the City of Tears. It's much more vast and green. Things are growing. Things are blooming. The music 
is more upbeat than what we previously heard. It's more exciting. You're like, oh, things are happening here. The lighting's brighter. There's more things around. There's liquid. There's water. There's lakes. Now these lakes are filled with acid, but it's, there's still lakes. <laughs> you get the point. It's almost as if this area is still alive. Not caught by the things that have plagued the City of Tears and other locations. Like I said, the, the, the atmosphere has done a 180 completely. And this leads you to understand something different. That this area is special. Something is going on here that's not going on in the City of Tears. And if you play the game more, you come to find out that's true. I won't spoil it because it's special. <laughs> the third area I want to talk about is Deep Nest. Now, Deep Nest is basically the, I wouldn't say the deepest part of Hollow Knight, but it's the furthest away. Now, this area is hidden off for a good reason. Once you enter it, you're instantly, instantly struck with very, very dim lighting. It's filled to the brim of just darkness. And then you notice there's spiders and gross creatures everywhere. And then you just hear this ominous, dark, unsettling music that like crawls its ways into your ears and you're, you're, you get chills. Even finding Cornifer, who is essentially the map guy, he tells you this area is not safe. And you slowly learn that's the truth. <laughs> but it's amazing how these three different locations can have such different atmospheric feelings. Whether that's its music, its characters, the lighting, the world around it. But it still explains to you what's going on. Why this area is not good. Why this area is better. Why this area is lively. Why this area is abandoned. It's all done by the atmosphere. It's a masterclass, essentially. Team Cherry has done a fantastic job. Now, these are just three examples of the many locations within Hollow Knight where the atmosphere does such a great job in telling you the story and allowing yourself to be immersed into this world called Hollow Nest. Although there's one specific thing in this game that I think shines the brightest in explaining why Hollow Knight's atmosphere is fantastic. Between the dark, ominous locations, the frantic boss fights, and the enormous map you can get lost in, there are these save points in the form of benches. Now these benches are essentially what bonfires are to the Souls games. Dark Souls, Bloodborne, those are lampposts, but essentially the same thing. 
they're safe areas. You can't attack anything, and no one can attack you. You feel safe. But the special thing about these benches is that once you sit on them, you get the sense of peace and serenity within a game filled with haunting ambiance and terror. The world around you slows down. The music softens. And you begin to take in this peaceful moment that's presented to you. What's even better is that certain benches are put in locations where you can take in the environment around you. Absorb the sounds, the music, the movement of the creatures, the backdrops, the artwork, everything. There were literally multiple times in my playthroughs where I've just sat on these benches and just watched and listened for minutes on end because it's so peaceful. It's a special moment. And then there's one particular bench in the City of Tears that's next to a window that outlooks everything. The rain, the background. This bench is also home to the best character in the game, Quarrel. You meet him here, and he's happy to see you. He talks about the City of Tears. What's happened? Why are things like they are? But you can sit next to him and just watch and listen to everything. Nothing happens. There's no narrative. There's no fights. It's just you and Quarrel sitting on a bench with the soft sounds of the music, the rain, the woman's voice singing. You take it all in. It puts it, puts it into perspective of what this game is. Just special. And these moments are everywhere with these benches. And I think Team Cherry did this on purpose. To almost give you a breather. To almost say, slow down. Enjoy yourself. Take everything in. Absorb it all. It's beautiful. And that's a special thing. No other game has pulled me into it into its world so easily, with so little explained up front, with the narrative, with you having to find things, all of that. And I attribute that a lot to its exceptional atmosphere the game creates. It's everywhere. That's what it comes down to. Well, I've played other games with stronger gameplay than Hollow Knight. I've played games where the story has a more impactful ending. More in fact, impactful story. I've played games where the art style is slightly better. Even though Hollow Knight's art style is perfection. I've played games where the music is much more present. But the thing about Hollow Knight is I don't think I've played a game with such a with such perfectly constructed atmosphere that is present in every aspect of the game 
that not only pulls you into its world, but also becomes the main driving force in guiding you along its narrative. It's so masterfully done that it eats away at you and you begin to want to know more. What's the lore of this game? Why is the character like this? Why is the world like this? I can't tell you how many hours I've spent looking up lore on Hollow Knight. Wanting to experience this atmosphere even more. Watching videos of people play these games. It's addicting. And I think that's because of its atmosphere. Now I want to leave you with this. If you have the chance, if you have the means, or if you have already bought in the game, give Hollow Knight a chance. Play it. Now you don't have to be a fan of Metrovanias or Souls-like games or games that are extremely challenging or even games where you get lost in the world map and you don't know where to go. Give this game a shot. It may not be for you, and that's fine. But it could be. And it might have that special impact that it has on me. On you. You know how in the past year, Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. And people in droves explained why they're so excited. How much Final Fantasy VII meant to them. Why it's their favorite game of all time. And I think... Hollow Knight is my Final Fantasy VII. I understand the passion those fans have for Final Fantasy VII. I now have it for Hollow Knight. And then if you try this game, you can also have these feelings, maybe. And then you can also be as hyped as I am for Silk Song. And then we all can enjoy once that game comes out. Because you know I am. I cannot wait. But that, I think that will do it. This was a small look into my love for Hollow Knight. Why it's my favorite game. A small little retrospective, you can say. I kind of want to continue doing these. I like writing this out. I like putting my thoughts down on paper. Into these games I love. I want to do for Final Fantasy IX. For Bloodborne. For Yakuza 0. For maybe even a Sonic game. Because you know I am Sonic's number one fan. So it would make sense. But let us know how you thought about this. Do you like this format? For smaller episodes? More engaging? Let us know. You can email us at brosandconsoles at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter. A side quest. You can find Nathan at IndieRonin. But if you have any other questions or a specific game you would actually like us to talk about, email us, let us know, and we'll do it. Because more of these are coming. Unless you guys don't like them, then they won't. <laughs> but I want to continue doing them, because I like it. But I think that's it. You guys enjoy your weekend, play some good games, and I'll see you next time. Peace.